Hello, my name is Latoya Deshus and welcome to The Orpor. This is your podcast for spiritual insight from a Bible-believing, tongue-speaking woman of faith who has been called to such a time as this. If you are looking for spiritual encouragement grounded in the truth of God's word, then have a seat and relax as I pour the oil of gladness according to Psalm 45, 7. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companion. Hello, Bride of Christ. You're all loved and you're all special. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I want to thank you all for tuning into the last two episodes. We have had substantial amount of listeners. Um, and I hope you guys come back and listen to these episodes going forward. Thank you so much. You could be listening to anything, and here you are tuned into my voice. I do want to say that it was raining here, and it was so soothing, so comfortable. It's the kind of rain that you hear when you're inside, and it's nice and hard, and you don't want to be out in that kind of rain. You want to be inside under your blankie with a good book. And for me, that good book right now is a bunch of different books. So I did something recently. I went to the library and I checked out a third grade novel um, just, just to check it out and read it. It's about a little boy who goes on a hunt for his father. So I'm excited to see how it turns out. I have something that, that's been on my heart recently. My heart. Perfect. Perfect. So this has been on my mind. I guess it's been on my heart. And that's exactly what I'm talking about today. The heart. I'm talking about the heart. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the middle of your heart. For they are life unto those that feed them and health to all their flesh. That was Proverbs. That was from Proverbs. I want to open this episode with a question. How is your heart? What is your heart's posture? When I ask, what is your heart's posture? I am not talking about the reddish brown organ that pumps blood and nutrient-rich oxygen into your body. I'm not talking about that. Although it is very important to make sure that that heart is okay as well. It means going to your doctor and getting that checked out. Do that. But at the same time, the condition of that organ is dependent on your heart. And when I was younger, the way the heart of man was was taught to me was that it was the core of man and it would basically mean or come to mean the very center of man right and when i say man i am talking about women as well the heart is also closely related to the spirit be careful of the things you put in your heart Hmm. right so we know that the heart is also the place or the core center of man or humans in that that is the place where God looks at or he judges the heart, right? The Bible says that men will look at outward appearances, but God looks at the heart. So that's actually a really good thing because you know how you have a doctor that you want to be Make sure that they look at your heart and they tell you how's your heart condition. Well, we have a doctor and we've had a doctor for a very long time. <laughs> a great physician 
who is able to look at our heart and tell us the condition of our heart. And so we know that after the fall, for a very long time, man's heart was in a very poor state. His heart is in such a poor state that if he does not get life support, he will die. He is in a position of decay. Man is currently decaying. We can see from all of the atrocities around our world, just mass shootings, the wars and rumors of wars and different things that are happening. We know that man's heart is in decay. He, he is, his heart is in a decline and it's rapidly decaying. And the only thing that can save man's heart is the life-giving blood of the, of the resurrected one. I don't want to stumble over my words here. Jesus the Christ. And we know man's heart is in decay it's because it says in Jeremiah 79, man's heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? It says that, you know, guard your heart because out of it flows out all the issues of life. Um, we have God where the heart is associated with or God judges these things of the heart where it's associated with unkindness, bitterness, jealousy, disobedience. The list goes on and on. Characteristics of the heart that we are being judged for that the heart contains. And then there's also good characteristics of the heart, which is um, joy, peace, kindness, love, patience, mercy, being grateful, being obedient, being trustworthy, loyal, having faith and again back to the verse in proverbs four twenty three, it says above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it proverbs twenty seven nineteen, as water reflects the face so one's life reflects the heart this is a perfect verse so that we can see the heart is the core the center it is the seat of all of your emotions your soul your will emotional well-being your morality or like it like it said it's so closely related to the spirit we know we can tell the condition of your heart based on your life we can tell the condition of your heart based on your life it's really not that hard to find out and so you know your heart is the very core of you it's the one that it's kind of like your moral compass right if, if you would say kind of directs you well here in jeremiah seventeen nine, the bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure who can understand it i the lord search the heart and examine the mind to reward each person according to their conduct according to what their deeds deserve and they got this right david king david got this right because david's the one who said in psalm create in me a pure heart O god and renew right renew a right or a steadfast spirit within me because he knew at the core of himself um it was deceitful the very core of him was wicked in jeremiah 17 9 again says it's desperately wicked who can know it um so therefore it's so important that we open up our hearts the right time to perform open heart surgery to begin to look within deep deep within and the reason why and how I got here is because I've been thinking about the condition of my heart, right? Because of my thoughts. And let me tell you why. I was reading 
Romans chapter 14, to give you guys a background, Paul is talking about those whose faith, right? They have a faith that gives them the freedom of choice, talking about food. Have you um, have as your own conviction before God? Let me read that over. I'm sorry. The faith which you have that gives you freedom of choice, have as your own conviction before God. Just keep it between yourself and God, seeking his will. So a little bit of background before jumping all the way down to verse 22. The, the good chunk of this chapter, Paul is talking about how those of us who are free, right? To do what we want. Not to do what we want. Not necessarily to do what we want. Let me take that back. Free knowing that the law no longer has its bound. For instance, I can eat fish. I can eat crab. I can eat shrimp. <laughs> and because I can eat... And I'm free to eat those things because I know that I'm not condemned if I eat those things. Well, according to Leviticus in the Old Testament, if I ate those foods, I would be condemned because those foods would be considered unclean. And so Paul is talking about those of us who are free to eat those foods. I'd be careful not to cause our brothers and sisters who feel as if they do eat those foods they will be condemned. So he's saying, let's not pass judgment on them and let them continue to eat that food. And then also too, if we know that they are struggling, then we shouldn't eat those kind of foods around them. You know? Um, it's almost the same. Like if you know you have a brother or sister who has an issue with alcohol and it really does a number on them, then therefore you should not drink around that brother or sister because you can keep your drink and you have really good self-control and you don't make a mockery of yourself when you drink. Doesn't mean that your brother has that same self-control. And so therefore, you ought to do right by your brother by abstaining from that drink when you're around that brother or sister. Continue on to verse 23. It says, Happy is he who has no reason to condemn himself, what he approves but he who is uncertain about a particular thing is condemned if he eats because he is not acting from faith here's the kicker whatever is not from faith is sin whatever is done with doubt is sinful so if you believe that washing your hands 24 7 will keep the germs away keep doing that because the moment someone says to you that that is a bit excessive and you think you'll cut down on the hand washing but you still have doubts don't do it you have sinned and sin from the latin means that you have missed it you have missed the whole point to being free so sin from latin means you have missed your mark you think about an archer he has his bow and his arrow and he has a target and if he misses his target he's essentially sinned he missed his target or he missed his mark so it's the same thing here you have no reason to doubt yourself god's got you and he wants you to be free either way because you washing your hand was where you had faith in that thing and faith works and god is asking all of us to walk by faith i don't care what it is the moment you start doubting Whatever you start doubting, that is the problem. Because now you put yourself in condemnation with your own thoughts. 
here we can see our thoughts are not aligning right with what is true for it for instance right now i live in south florida and the gas prices are are going up and i think the market is starting to calm down you guys know me and my husband have been trying to find a house we've not bought a house yet but we believe we are still believing god for our first house and we are just grateful and thanking god because he is able with everything i just said that tells you the condition of my heart in that aspect that i'm trusting god but there's other instances where i may not be trusting god and that is a condition of my heart when the bible says that the mouth speaks out of what comes out of the heart so when you hear people tell you that you really want to surround yourself and and take time and do devotionals and spend time in the word of god they're telling you to take care of your heart the reason why is if you do not take care of your heart your mouth is going to speak what's in the heart if you're not putting good in your heart if you're not eating the right food and the right food here would be the word of truth and the word of god and faith and hope and love and kindness and peace and long suffering and all those things that go along with the spirit if you're not consuming that you're not letting that come up well if you're not consuming that then therefore that's not going to come out of you and because and if that doesn't come out of you you give the thief your adversary an opportunity to steal and rob you what is he going to rob you of the bible says john ten ten, that the thief comes to steal to kill and destroy what is he coming to steal he's coming to steal your happiness he's coming coming to steal your peace he's coming to steal those things that are supposed to be in your heart right because you house or this body this flesh is what houses the heart of man the core the center and so the thief is going to come and steal and rob you of those possessions that are supposed to be in your heart and if he can rob you then he has succeeded at his mission faith and lose hope and lose trust in god and that is not where any of us want to be because we all know god has made everything right in its season even me here right now i am doing my best to watch the words that are coming out of my own mouth because i realize uh, my heart may not be in the right condition and so therefore because my heart may not necessarily be in the right condition i'm i don't want to speak anything because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and that's how satan gets us that's his tactic he uses what we speak if we don't speak it he doesn't know it and so we really have to begin to watch and if you don't if you're <laughs> and see and that's the thing too out of the abundance of the heart so that means out of the fullness of whatever is in your heart your mouth is going to speak it right so if your your abundance is not in the truth of god's word you're going to speak two different things it has to be the whole truth not some truth it has to be the whole truth has to be filled and packed punch with truth so now let's get into the nitty-gritty right what are some practical ways that you can make sure that you start the journey of healing or 
if your heart is not where it's supposed to be and again you will know this by your life by your actions by your deeds by what you do do you lie easily do you steal for no apparent reason right and stealing is taking that extra bit of time that was not owed to you are you lying <laughs> telling your brother or sister you're like five minutes away when you're actually 20 minutes away these are the conditions of the heart and all these are these are little little things I'm addressing because we think these don't matter, but they all do because I read in Ephesians chapter four that we ought to love one another and that we ought to tell each other the truth. That's a condition of of um of our heart when we lie to one another for simple silly reasons, and God doesn't look at it as as look at it as as simple because things grow. And we don't want anything growing on our hearts. Things that are small and then they grow. Practically, there's one verse, and I think we all know this, right? And I hope we would all know this and we begin to quote it. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. And as you're, as you're leaning onto the word of God, onto scriptures, onto truth, what's going to begin to come out is good, good fruit, good stuff. And you'll know it, and others will know it around you. Jesus said to them in Matthew, here's the verse, Matthew twenty two thirty seven. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. All of you is supposed to be loving God. If we're loving God with all of us, then it is reflected in the way that we love one another. So how is your heart? Also a tip to know that your heart is not in the right, maybe maybe in the right condition is, do you get upset easily? Are you easily offended when someone squeezes you? What comes out? Is it the fruit? Is it good fruit or is it bad fruit? These these are ways of knowing your heart's condition. And it's so important that you would know and be aware of your heart's condition. And then, too, I want to say this as well because this is so good. In First John chapter 3, verse 20, it says that we ought to love one another. It's talking about loving one another. And that includes yourself, right? And it says in verse 19, it says, And by this we know that we belong to the truth and will assure our hearts in his presence. And even if our hearts condemn us, even if your heart condemns you, right? Even if your heart tells you or you find guilt in your heart, God is greater than our hearts and he knows all things. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God, right? And so this is the reason why your heart posture is so important. Your heart condition is so important because when you know, right? Or if your heart does not condemn you, and then there's still a way of escape because God is so merciful. He's so good. Because even if it does condemn you, remember God is greater than your heart. But even that, even with that being said, that's you putting that truth inside of you you making sure that you're stuffing that in there right into that core into that center of you because if your heart does not condemn you you know that you have confidence before god you can walk boldly into the throne room of grace and you can make your requests and your petitions known 
before God because you know that your heart is not condemning you. You know that your heart is not finding finding you guilty of any treason or anything else, right? And so that you have this confidence towards God and you can draw boldly before the throne of grace. And with that, I want to wrap up and and pray with you. Father God, I pray that these words will fall on the ears of the hearers, Father, and that they would begin to walk out and do what the word has instructed them to do. I pray that they would just begin to understand that their heart is a very serious matter. And that that is exactly what you sent your son, our savior, to do. He came to cleanse us. He came to heal us. He came to heal the heart of man because the heart of man was not right with God and it is in a decay. But you came to stop that. You came to literally come in right now and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness so that we can have new hearts by the power of your Holy Spirit. And Father, I just thank you right now that as the listeners hear again, that they will walk this out in love, in forgiveness, in forgetting, in believing, in trusting that God, you are the way no matter what. That although the news media and different outlets are seeing one thing, the word of truth had told us that you are our God and you will supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. And there is nothing that we need worry about because God, you've got us. Amen. With that being said, um, believers, the bride of Christ, you are loved, you are light, and continue to walk in light. I love you, I bless you, and I have faith in you.